vida es la ruleta en que apostamos todos. Y a ti te había tocado no más la de ganar. Pero hoy la buena suerte, la espalda te ha No vuelvas a apostar. Welcome to the fourth episode of Puro Pinche Cowboys podcast. I'm Roberto. And this is Fidel. Preemptive apologies for the quality on my side of things. I'm calling in just because I am in Mexico and like the, the Wi-Fi or the Wi-Fi here is a little medio cabrón. So we're, we're, I'm calling in. Uh, so Roberto, this is the first podcast that we've done. Usually we record our podcast, you know, the minutes after the game when, when the impression of the game was still fresh in our memories. But last right. night, uh, Monday night football game against the Arizona Cardinals. It was a little too much to sort of, uh, you know, it was late in the night and I wanted to wait a day so that I could process just like the beating that we got and sort of think about what that beating means. Yeah, I think my emotions are still pretty much the same that unlike other years, I mean, obviously there this isn't the first beating that the Cowboys have taken, but unlike previous ones, I felt almost hopeless just because there's no Dak. The offense obviously has gotten a lot worse without him. Uh, Zeke Elliott is having a horrible year. And if Andy Dalton is not even an average quarterback, then that diminishes all other weapons that they've invested heavily in, uh, uh, specifically wide receiver. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, I feel like yesterday was the, the truest example of what the Dallas Cowboys look like without Dak Prescott. If you really want to be honest about it, nothing has really changed other than who is that quarterback. It just shows you how valuable Dak to the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but it, it's the Tony Romo effect, right? That it was just almost like an assumption that Romo was holding them back. And then once they would, once he started getting hurt and they would bring in John Kitna and like uh, just, yeah, like where do we even start? John Kitna, I mean, uh, there Mac, are so Mac, many backups. You know, I even read some of these things online of, everything's going to be fine because we, we could just plug in Dalton. We're not going to have to change the offense. There's nothing that's going to happen. We're not limited. And obviously the limitation is that it, he's not Dak. Right. I mean, he he overthrew his receivers. He threw several picks and granted some of them weren't his really his balls. I mean, one of them was, was a blatant defensive pass interference, you know, on TD Lamb. But it doesn't change the fact that you're right. He's not Dak. And without that explosiveness of Dak, I'm sure some of the reasons why Zeke Elliott is having fumbleitis again is because he he probably feels the pressure of having to carry the team. And, you know, he didn't have to before because Dak has just been so spectacular. You know, it's it, like, I've been thinking about this for the last almost 24 hours and it the way, you, you mentioned Tony Romo, right? When he went down it exposed how much that team depended on him to carry the slack, right. you know? And, and he, he sort of masked a lot of the deficiencies that this team had. And the same with Dak. And you sort of, the things that we already knew that you and I know, that the offensive line is not as good as it used to because of all the injuries and retirements to that you know, his, like historically great O-line has diminished it. And on top of that, the defense, it's not good. <laughs> you know, to put it short, to put, put it mildly, it's not good. Yesterday when it got to about, actually when it got to about 14-0, I pretty much felt it was over just because Dalton's not going to bring back the Cowboys. And that was one of the things that, that listening to the commentators mentioned that Dalton must have been nervous or Dalton was trying to, you know, maybe he was shaking off the rust. And it's like, that's how he's always been, I feel. Yeah, you know, he, I, he, he's always been not good. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, hey, he's a mediocre quarterback. He's a borderline starter, I guess, uh, at best. And while I agree that he's probably he's he's a pretty good backup to have. He's I mean, if you're your this goes for every team. If your starting quarterback goes down, especially in, in my opinion, Dak is top five quarterback. If he goes down, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah, 100%. And it's not like the Z problem didn't exist before Dak went down. I mean, part of the reason why Dak was having such a historic, you know, start to a season was because Zeke was for whatever reason being stuffed at the line wasn't having those huge breakout runs as he normally does again like I, I mentioned this earlier on Twitter and it reminded me of how like the coronavirus right it, it exposed a lot of broken shit in our society and just like that going down like all these things that he did for the team now that those things are gone you have to face the ugly truth of how not good this team is yeah the offensive line to to begin with is, is pretty much shot there's just problems everywhere the only steady position that you have is wide receivers but of course that's dependent on on every other position on the offense that it just they might as well just have a mediocre core absolutely let me ask you this how did you feel about the game going in i thought they'd do better i i wasn't sure they would win but i definitely thought just based on their defense their defense is is, is horrible they've given up i think an average of 36 points per game i think they've given up the most points in the first what is it five six games in like the last 60 years or something so i thought murray was just gonna throw all over him uh run all over him which you know he didn't play that well but he had enough big plays to to obviously beat the cowboys but yeah i wasn't he had nine passes nine completions isn't that insane yeah nine nine. but one of them was that 80 yarder where there was no dallas cowboy five yards within the the wide receiver uh so i was i mean i was hopeful i i was hopeful that at least it would be a close loss but yeah not like this yeah how how did you feel about it i mean there was a point i i going into it i i knew we were gonna lose because i feel like for whatever reason i kind of feel like the cards have had our number more often than not in the last couple of years right i mean there was that one season in which dan bailey no our punter got got injured i believe right on on a block hunt yeah or or, you know and it was returned for a touchdown and they showed us that or a graphic last night about the teams that have not reached the conference finals in I don't know it was like 20 like they should, it was like a, a long period of time right 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 the teams that were there it was the Browns the Lions the Bills like in the Texans teams that have ne- never been really known for greatness you know right. and and it, again going back to the, the whole thing about Dak being down it just shows you just how bad the Cowboys have been for a long time and how they've been lucky in their quarterback they lucked out with Dak. He was a fourth round pick. He came in when Tony Romo went down and just like Tony Romo, he was like an undrafted quarterback. And I, I think that had more to do with luck striking oil. I mean, not not to, you know, borrow a, a term that Jerry Jones is familiar with given how he made his money, but it, he got lucky. You know, I think right. Jerry Jones has gotten lucky multiple times and he hasn't really been able to do much with that luck very recently or, or like in the last 15, 20 years. You ask me how I felt going into this game. From now on, I'm, I'm just a assuming they're going to lose if they're not playing the NFC East. Yeah. Right? And that's also like that presents another challenge, right? Because imagine they win their division and because of the way that the draft is set up, they win their division and they're auto, like they won't have a pick higher than 15th in the draft. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's right. almost like we talked about the possibility of tanking and, you know, obviously no one wants to team a tank, but fuck, like maybe down the line, it, it could pay off. You're going to miss out basically on the top, I don't know, borderline top 10 pick just so you could yeah. get blown and out on the first. Only, only, yeah. So you can be blown out by a Seattle. 
right? That right. seems like the most likely, you know, given how good they are. So yeah, it's it's uh it's like this perpetual cycle of being fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at yeah. least the way I see it. So here's the next but, uh, couple of games for the Cowboys: Washington, then the Eagles. Those two, are, you know, fifty fifty, I would say. Fifty fifty, exactly. Then, then it's the Steelers, the Vikings, another one against Washington, then the Ravens, then the Bengals, then the 49ers. Then they finish the last two against the Eagles and Giants. Like I said, NFC East, I give them a 50-50 chance. The other ones, I just expect that they're going to lose. Maybe the Bengals, but we don't know, right? Because yeah, it, it's another one of those. It's another one of scenarios in which you know, not. It's, I think it's too early to say whether Joe Burrow is a bust or not. Obviously, because it's his first season, and obviously the the pandemic has kind of shortened his sort of uh, his opportunity to really develop before the start of the season. Right. But it, it seems like a prime game for someone for some like mediocre to like unknown quarterback to have a career day and I mean Daniel Jones Trubisky like they had career games against the Cowboys if history is any indication then we already know how that game's going to play out so I'd say that game's more of a 70-30 in favor of the Bengals well I guess on the positive side they do play the Eagles for Thanksgiving so there's a chance they might win that one and not ruin the Thanksgiving dinner which is already (laughs) I mean more than likely at least for me uh, because of this pandemic I'm not this is going to be the first time I'm not around family besides my my wife and daughter and I mean it's already it's already looking like it's going to be kind of a sad it's already looking grim yeah yeah it's already looking grim yeah. and if the and if fucking Carson Wentz goes for 450 and six touchdowns man yeah but we'll see so I have a question for you and it's something that you and I have sort of talked about privately it sort of relates to the what it's like to be a Cowboys fan now, look I'm not I'm not going to complain I know that there are fandoms that have it worse than us but right. in a weird way like they still have it easy because they, they don't know what it's like to like have a team with a rich tradition of winning only to right. be perpetually disappointed right let, let me ask you this how was there a moment last night in which you were rooting against the team oh yeah uh i'm trying to right before halftime i think i'm not sure if i, I stopped taking notes usually i take notes during the game but yesterday i stopped mm-hmm. the last note that i took was 21 three cardinals there's a point where <laughs> yeah. where they were driving to score a touchdown and they mm-hmm. were around like the one or two yard line and i wanted i wanted uh a dalton to throw a pick six that would be returned 100 yards yeah it was one of those yeah. things where it's like well if they're gonna be they're gonna be bad i mean i guess at least they might as well be entertaining or at, at very least they'd be so bad that they embarrass Jerry jones on on prime time you know i feel like there is a moment <laughs> in in really bad cowboys games where it's like well i'm clearly not gonna get a win and it's gonna be very unsatisfying it's gonna make me angry the only silver lining here is that jerry jones is gonna be shown on tv <laughs> looking right. so unhappy and miserable yeah yeah that's you the know? best case scenario that it gets so bad that jerry jones actually does something about it but right. sadly that's never the case <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. Know, I mean, like, it's you know he'll it's it's keeping garrett four years too late it's you know uh yeah. you know there's a handful of of examples for this plus at this point I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure the long-term deals have been signed and and those those you can't do anything about them at this point right right you yeah. can't, can't get so, rid of Jalen smith you can't get rid of zeke elliott you can't somehow transfer their money over to other positions of need i mean yeah so so what about you was there a point that that you rooted against them oh absolutely i think it was after uh the second zeke fumble and they were just they were just getting frustrated they were getting beat on on defense you know they would make progress and then they would just like that that progress will result you know what it was it was when Zerline missed that field goal oh that's right I yes. was like good you know like it, it and it made me it made me it, it, it brought the side of me that I was like good suffer because like I, I hope they lose because it, it also showed how for whatever reason it felt like McCarthy was playing to not lose that badly instead of still trying to win you know and it just right. showed, sort of showed a cowardice that that has been hinted at you know today with, with players you know I don't know if you saw the stories coming out 
about the discontent coming in from the locker room and they're, they're throwing their coaches under the bus, especially after the way in which Mike McCarthy's response to yesterday's game was, I thought there was the most terrible we'd ever been. <laughs> you know, and, right. which is clearly not true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even besides, I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure who built this coaching staff. I'm assuming McCarthy had a had a say in it, but, you know, it's Jerry Jones, so he might have brought him in. The special teams have been horrendous all year long. The defense, obviously, is, like, historically bad. So, yeah, like I said, there's, there, there's no positive part of this team that you kind of look forward to, right? It's not like this is a strong defense that can overcome uh, inept offense that so long as they score 10 points, you have a chance. This is... Right, it's the other way around. Right, this this defense is so horrible that you pretty much have to aim for 40 points and Andy Dalton is not going to lead you to 40 points. Nope, no he's not. Which, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like that leads me to another thing that I wanted to talk about, right? It, there's a certain level of schadenfreude that non-Cowboys fans feel whenever the Cowboys, or even even it doesn't even have to be football fans. It has to anyone. Right. There's a certain level of like, oh, these fuckers lost again. You dumb motherfucker, why are you so rooting for them? <laughs> right. And and it's, 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 it's as if we don't know that they're bad. You know, it's like, yeah, no shit, they're fucking horrible. And I still have to watch this shit. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, your, your brother, you know, he posted a very hilarious meme about, or it wasn't a meme. It was, it was more of a comment about how, especially like parents, right? Parents who have no real skin in the game other than that they know that, that you care deeply about the team. And right. they, they see that they're losing and they use it as an opportunity to like kick you while you're down, <laughs> you know? I mean, rooting for the Cowboys, you're essentially rooting for the Yankees, for Notre Dame, for, for the University of Texas football in a sense and yeah. I don't mind watching I, I like when Notre Dame loses I like when the Yankees lose I guess uh, the Lakers could be lumped, lumped into this you know and uh, I mean I get it I get why people dislike them as we mentioned before I think Cowboys fans dislike the Cowboys more than people who hate the Cowboys oh dude I, I hate other Cowboys fans they're the worst <laughs> you oh, know yeah. did you see that meme did you see that meme of the of the dude crying and his girlfriend trying to console him yes yes that guy I, I, I have no sympathy for him and I have no basis for saying this other than my own like speculation but that guy seems like the kind of guy that would shit on Romo when the Cowboys would lose <laughs> you know? I guess the overall with, with that specific meme is is did you expect otherwise yeah <laughs> I know yeah exactly <laughs> right I mean even under the best of circumstances the Cowboys are they're gonna do something stupid now with Dak gone and four-fifths of the offensive linemen now you know this was bound to happen yeah but you know we're still gonna watch though it is what it is I feel like I don't know I, I go back and forth in terms of being like this is it I'm done with this fucking team and, and yesterday's loss you know I think part of the reason why I wasn't really I mean you and I talk and, and, and like I said this is the first podcast that we recorded the day after and the huge reason for that it was because it was late at night it had been a long day I just didn't have it in me to talk about how the team disappoints me right and and I think if, if people notice a somewhat resigned or slightly optimistic tone in my voice at least it's because I did have the time period sort of like reflect on it. It's like, well, what else did I expect? You know, right. and and like, there's no point in being mad at myself or expecting something to happen that I was already expecting. Right. Well, let me ask you this: Now that we know that the Cowboys are going to be bad all year, does that kind of take away a little of the frustration? I think so. You know, I mean, I think I think it, it's going to be like, I mean, I'm still going to watch, and and right. I'm pretty sure I'm still going to be frustrated by really dumb calls. Right. But I think I'm now at a point in which instead of being angry and fuming, I just start actively wishing for bad things to happen yeah and i don't know i don't know if that's a coping mechanism or not i don't know if that's a terrible coping mechanism or not but i know that it works for me and and i know that you know when like shit goes south you're like well at least i can extract it i can extract some level of pleasure even if it's a perverse pleasure yeah 
plus now, the few times that they are going to win, it's going to be so much better. Yeah. Right. Because before, if if they beat the Bengals, let's say, then that was like, all right, they were they should have beat the Bengals. Now it's like, oh shit, they beat the Bengals. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, just thinking back on that schedule that he mentioned, there's not a not there's no non NFC team that I think we can honestly beat besides the Bengals, and that's a huge maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on them. I stopped betting on them. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're fucking terrible. I I I learned my lesson after the first couple of weeks of doing that and you know i feel like my pendejo tax is no longer monetary it's now emotional right right this is the price that you have to pay for being a fan of this fucking team yeah so fidel do you have any positive news that we could end this on yeah you know um so part of the reason why why i'm calling in is because i decided to take a, sh uh, a small charter plane with like 10 other passengers to the uh the beach side of the, of the state of oaxaca mm -hmm. so i'm actually talking to you right now from this place called puerto angel and, and the place where I'm staying at. I don't know if you can hear it in the background. Yeah, the waves. There's waves crashing, yeah. Right. And uh, honestly, like, I, I feel like that has played a bigger effect in dictating my mood instead of the Cowboys law. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's, it's it's really nice to be in this beachside town. It's, it's been it's been really eye-opening, right? Because it took flying on a, like, a 12-passenger plane to get here. And then from there, I had to take, like, a cab for an hour in, in a cab that didn't have a seatbelt, right? Right. Um, and <laughs> And so obviously there's the the fact that there's Wi-Fi here at all is miraculous. So I don't know. It's been really nice to just sort of being forced to disconnect. It's really hard to be mad when like you're what you're falling asleep to and what you're waking to, waking up to is the sound of the ocean crashing. Well, that's good. How about yourself? Uh, no. Not really. Uh, I mean, I don't have. Oh damn! <laughs> I'm not trying to say it's been horrible since we last talked, but yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 been average. Just the daily grind. Just the daily grind. I mean, here since I'm kind of a, a stay-at-home parent now because of, of yeah. what's happened with COVID. I mean, you know, same stuff every day for the most part. Listening to the same songs, watching the same toddler movies, and that's been good. Yeah. Uh, well, what about what about anything to look forward to? Anything that you are excited about? Anything coming up? This Sunday is my birthday, so there's that. Cowboys to bring it back to the Cowboys sort of they, they play Washington so that's a potential win and uh, you know get to spend time with my wife and daughter yeah I I, uh, I imagine that the celebration I don't know if you're one of those people that make a big deal out of your birthday or not but I imagine that even if you were this this you know what's going on with COVID I'm sure that puts a huge stamper on it so how, how, how are you guys planning on yeah, creating uh, some sense of normalcy yeah usually I don't just pretty much just gonna have dinner and, and I mean I don't even know from where that's that's how unprepared i am and you know just try to relax that's good i i am also not a big birthday person but for me it's because i i'm the oldest of three right and uh my younger brother and sister we we eat so i was born in june my brother in july and my, my sister in july and my brother in august and because they were younger right my parents were like well you're the oldest one and we don't have enough money to throw all of your birthday party so the chingas <laughs> they right, right. have birthday parties not you so for that you know like i've always been like uh I'm not going to make a big deal out of my birthday, blah, blah, blah. And it's always been a scenario in which people like try to convince me to make it a big deal and they get me excited enough. And then no one shows up or like, you know, whatever late plans that I plan. It's like people are like, you know, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, this is why birthday sucks. But no. it sounds like you have a, a much healthier approach to birthdays than I do. Well, you know what's uh, the people have always annoyed me are the people that celebrate their birthdays like for an entire week or some shit like that. I know of several people that celebrate their birthdays for the entire week and I don't I don't think they listen to the podcast but in, in case that they do I am going to respond to that by saying no comment <laughs> 
but I don't get it. <laughs> That's yeah, all that. You know? Yeah, why? Yeah, how many? Yeah, why? Too much. Yeah, why? You're not that special. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, why you, sh- be, you being you in general, not whoever might be offended if they listen to. I mean, it's enough to be like, I'm gonna take a day out of my week and go celebrate with you. But now I gotta take every day out of the week. It's it's. it's I know. Yeah. It's just it's it's a lot. It's a lot to ask for a person, right? It's it's raining, you know, and especially like you're talking about a whole week that not only does that include friday and saturday but it includes tuesday and wednesday like days where you just want to fucking go home and like just decompress right you don't want to make a big deal out of someone's multi-day birthday celebration yeah yeah that's don't don't do that yeah don't, just just don't yeah just <laughs> do do yourself and others a favor just don't yeah one day one day per week like, that's yeah yeah that, yeah one day per year yeah not week, right. week right, year, yeah, you know? yeah. one day per year that's it but that's cool so normally you know when we reach this point we usually have a song prepared that we've been thinking about that perfectly describes what we witnessed today do you have any recommendations uh no i don't i i think maybe this was the the negative part of not doing it immediately after is that that you don't have that Im- immediate recommendation afterwards but do you have anything yeah i have a song that um i believe it i don't know i, I believe it's written by jose Alfredo Jimenez, but i could also be very wrong about that but it's, it's a very well-known song that that several people have covered it and it's called Bayaste corazon for those of you who might not be familiar with that song it talks about being having a streak of luck right like always coming up coming up roses and then that rut, l- luck running out and being emotionally prepared for that reality so i feel like i'd like to dedicate the song to jerry jones that'd right. be my pick we'll go with that song then and hope you join us next week you think we're gonna win next week they're playing washington so i would i'm gonna go 50 50 i think they can they, you think they can you don't know if they will <laughs> all right that's it that's, that's about how i feel about this game as well i mean that's a, that's as optimistic we, as we're gonna be the rest of the year i think yeah that, i think that's a, a a healthy level of realism and optimism right yeah that way we don't end up like that guy in the meme where his his girlfriend or significant <laughs> other is consoling him i mean instead we're going to be sitting on the couch and just kind of be like all right well yeah. we'll watch again next yeah. week hey let me ask you this question do you think that couple will be together after they realize that they blew up on the internet man uh i think they are i think they are i think by this point she uh-huh. knows he is yeah. and this isn't the first time he's cried over a cowboy game <laughs> oh yeah that's a little too familiar that, that was a little triggering i was like oh all right i see i see you know why'd you have to be like that yeah, i feel a little bit bad for that guy no i mean i feel bad for him i feel bad that he's become the symbol of cowboy fans but well it makes sense though right because that dude looks mexican yeah that that couple was at least latino more than likely mexican just because we're here in, in north texas and you yeah, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, I mean, who wasn't feeling like that, right? I All mean, right, yeah. We're yeah. feeling like that during various parts of, of the game. I mean, it's also expected. Yeah, and I mean, imagine how much money he spent to get those tickets, you know, and then like to have him disappoint you like that. The thing that I kept thinking about is I believe they sell them in pods of four and maybe it was just a camera angle, but it was just them two. And maybe their friends went to yeah. the bathroom. I don't or maybe know. they were embarrassed and they're like, esta pinche vergüenza, mejor no voy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They took off, they took off after the yeah. second. And Zeke fumble. Yeah, wow. Uh, well, another week, another loss. But uh, anyway, Roberto, thank you so much for doing this. I, I feel like this is, uh, you know, we keep saying this a lot, but this does, this does feel like, I think having people to talk about how fucking crazy this team is, is and like how disappointing it is, the ability to do that. And I, and then I do feel like some of the people that follow us on Twitter, they're sort of like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm optimistic insofar as that I, it seems like a, a, there's somewhat of a community built, being built around how bad this fucking team sucks, <laughs> you know, and all the, yeah. all the trauma so. 
process. Yeah, I think so. so. That's the silver lining here, I feel like. Yeah, we're all going to commiserate. Yeah, and when the end of COVID is here and when, you know, when we can all get together, we're going to throw a big Blue Pinches Cowboys podcast, a uh, party slash therapy session, you know, because, uh, yeah, we've been through a lot, man. I know people like to laugh at our pain, but it's like, yeah, we get it. It fucking sucks. Like, it's always fun to, to like, knock down someone that's a big-ass braggart and, like, talk a lot of shit. And maybe Cowboys fans, specifically the worst ones, have that trait. But the real Cowboys fans, the long-term Cowboys fans, we're fucking suffering, you know? Like, we get it. You don't need to remind us how bad our teams are. We'll be the first one to tell you that. Right. We still, at least our age, we still remember when they were good. You know, people bring up teams like the Cardinals or uh, or the Jets or the Browns. Man, they haven't won in decades. I mean, I guess we haven't either, but, you know, it's been eight, yeah, two decades. years. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, somebody like the Houston Texans, some shit, you know, what do they have forward? I mean, they have J.J. Watt. That seems about it. Yeah, I feel like the, the highlight of the Houston Texan franchise is that big onside dick in the opening of the first game ever against the Cowboys. That's oh. their legacy to me. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against uh, uh, Quincy Carter. Quincy Carter. Oof. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, we will uh, hopefully they'll win and uh, we, we will talk to you guys next time. And again, we, we do have our email open if you guys want advice, you know, on how to deal with constant losing, how to pick yourself up after being kicked in the nuts repeatedly in prime time, you know, in, in very public fashion, you know, we, we have tips, you know, so feel free to reach out to us at our email. Puro Pinchy Cowboys Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, you guys, for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Yahweh! Yahweh, por favor, idiota!